What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. How's everybody doing? It's been a long time, and uh, I'm back. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody's doing great. I hope everybody's blessed. I hope everybody feels God's love right now. I've been out for a minute, and uh, now I'm back, ready to serve the Lord fully. You know, well, you know, I've been serving the Lord, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready to get this rolling again, and uh, I'm sorry for the hiatus. Um, I don't got no coffee with me, but I got a soda. I always come at you with the beverages. I always got the good, the good beverages on me. I usually don't keep soda in my house, but um, I just I don't know why I got I got some. I got like a twelve a twelve pack of Pepsi Cherry Pepsi. You know how I'll be. I, I'm a Dr. Pepper Coca-Cola guy myself, but lately I've been feeling the Cherry Pepsi, so I don't know. I just got one. I've been alright. Um, I'm trying to get my life on track. You know what I'm saying? I was reading the Bible and he's like, what a wretched man I am, right? It was um, the Apostle Paul. That's what he was saying. Um, so, I did my little fast. I think it's been like a week. I don't honestly, guys. I don't know how long it's been since we've chopped it up. I don't know how long it's been since we kicked it and talked. I think it's been. Let's see. Last post was episode eight. And that was she twelve days ago. You know, sometimes I just um. I don't need there to be a million people listening, but sometimes I just don't know if you guys even find me. Or if you guys find it worth it, you know what I'm saying? Like, God, if you guys find, like, this podcast worth it, you know? So sometimes it kind of, I feel like I kind of push it off because you guys don't really like it as much. or You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But that's not, it's not about me, right? It's about, it's about God. And it's about sharing God's good news, right? Sharing it with you guys. Sharing it with just... Anybody that we come into contact with in the world. And perseverance is a big thing. Understanding is a big thing. Wisdom is a big thing. Righteousness is a big thing. Like, like it's, it's hard. It's hard trying to be somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard trying to be somebody for the Lord. It's, it's easier to be a sinner than it is to be a servant. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I had a couple things going on. So I lost my podcast cord for my microphone. So I'm recording this on no mic. So that's one thing. And then I've been going through my little my trials and tribulations within myself. You know what I'm saying? I just broke my phone. Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, I don't know. Just little things. You know what I'm saying? Just little mental battles that I gotta get over and um, things that I can't hold hold myself back from. You know what I'm saying? Like the podcast is something important. Because it's sharing God's good news, right? It's sharing, like, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's sharing what He did for us and what He does for us on the daily, right? And I just forget that it's not about me. It's not about, like, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. This podcast has nothing to do with me. It's all about God. And uh, I'm not trying to boast or be a man of, like, self-indulgence or be a man of, like, like, this is my podcast, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, 
me, yours, and God's podcast. That's whose podcast it is. It doesn't matter. And like whether one person's listening or everybody in the whole world is listening, it doesn't matter. And sometimes I, I forget that, right? Sometimes I forget the, the real reason why I'm doing it. And um, that kind of slows me down too. And uh, it's not about, you know, making money. It's not about getting followers. It's not about anything other than anything other than just sharing God's good news. Right here it says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. First Corinthians 10, 13. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think because I haven't been communicating with you guys, like, that I'm not trying to go hard into the word. You know what I'm saying? If anything, like, I feel like I've been trying to get closer to God, but I just, I'm a wretched man, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Bible says, what a wretched man I am. He says, let me read this, let me read this to you guys, if you guys understand this. If not, I'll explain it to you. So he says, we know so okay this is the apostle paul talking and if you guys don't know about paul paul's a guy and if you guys don't know you guys should check him out it's in um it's in acts that we meet paul but the apostle paul is um his his name used to be Saul, right so Saul used to go out and he used to find people who believed in jesus christ he used to find the people that um like, no matter if they were a Jew or a Gentile, if they spoke against the law of Moses, he would come after them, and he got, like, authority, he got the authority from the Pharisees and from the, like, other people of the, like, the synagogues, basically, like, the churches or the temples or whatever they were, he got authority from them to be able to go into cities and towns and stuff and capture people and bring them against, like, bring them to the Pharisees, right? So he was doing that and he was killing he would kill um people who believed in jesus as well um but one night this so one night he was walking and there was a big flash in front of him and um him and the people he was with they all got blinded and jesus appeared to him and he said um saul or something like that like he said he called him by name and he was like yes lord and he goes why have you like why have you um I don't know what he says. He says something like, why have you forsaken my name? Or why have you, um, I, I don't know what he says. But basically he's like, why have you, basically he was like, why did you declare, why do you declare that I'm not the Lord? 
and then he takes Paul's side away, right? And then Paul has this dream about a guy named Ananias coming to him. Well, well, you hear about the dream. You also hear about Jesus appearing to Ananias, and he's telling him, "Listen, Ananias, I need you to go heal Paul's eyesight because I have great things for him, he's, and he's going to save a lot of people." And Ananias is like, "Yo, Lord, like that dude, he kills people like me. He doesn't even like he was just in the town trying to look for dudes to throw in jail or dudes to kill." And he's like, just do it because it's part of a bigger plan, Ananias. So Ananias goes on his journey and he finds Saul and he saves him. Like, he doesn't save him, but he, like, prays for him. And he says in the name of Jesus, like, you have your eyesight back. And it says, like, scales fall from his eyes. And now he, like, sees again. And then he goes out and he starts to preach his testimony. It's very powerful. There's a lot of dudes. And then, like, while he's preaching, dudes are, like, trying to come after him because they think, like, Saul's trying to set them up. So that, like, he could capture them or whatever. And then he meets the apostles, like, the disciples and stuff. And then he becomes one. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of crazy stuff. It's a lot of cool stuff, too. So if you want to read it, check it out. It's in the book of Acts. It's pretty fire. I like it. But he's speaking here. He's speaking to the, um, because he's, like, Roman. And so he's, um, he's speaking. This is in Romans 7, 14. But he's speaking to the Romans and to the people in Rome to help them, um, and like basically like share God's good news, share God's word. So he says, we know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do for what I hate. I do. If I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it. But is the sin living in me? For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desires to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but is the sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself, in my mind, I am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. Okay, and then we're, we're going to jump to verse 8. It says, Life through the Spirit. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. So he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the law or with the spirit have their minds have their minds set on what the spirit desires the mind governed by the the mind governed 
by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in, in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if the law, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering, in order that we may also share in his glory. So it's kind of long, right? But it has a lot of like a lot of good stuff. To, it has a lot of good stuff and good meaning to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like in the first part, he says, "We know like that the law is spiritual." But we're unspiritual. So as humans, like as people just in the world, we're unspiritual people. We are people who want to do right, try to do right, and can really feel like they're doing right. But then they end up doing wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like I got a candy. I know I can share the candy, but I'm just going to be selfish and eat it anyway. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to share it with anybody. And that's what it's saying. It's like. Like in the beginning, it says, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, right? So, we were sold as slaves to sin. So, when Adam first brought sin into the world by eating from that apple, that was when everything was just going to be happening. So, I read before, like, one man brought sin into the world and one man brought forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? And now it's Jesus Christ. And it's saying like, yo, I do. He's like, I, I, I want to do what I want to do. And I hate what I do, but I do it. Right? It's like, yo, like I want to not do this. But for some reason, I keep doing this. Even though I don't want to do it and I, and I want to do the opposite. It's because of our flesh, right? Because our flesh and our mortal bodies were sinners. And that's who we are. We're wretched men and women. Right? But once we release ourselves to Christ. And once we fully, fully like dedicate our lives to Him. It's only when we have that redemption. It's only when, when we accept that crucifixion that He went through for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're all sinners. And the only person that was ever blameless on earth was Jesus Christ, right? 
God doesn't expect us to be Jesus Christ, but he expects us to be like Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? I got a lot of mental problems too, you know what I mean? I go through a lot of mental struggles every day, and it's been getting easier and easier, but I know talking to you guys is going to make it harder again. You know what I mean? But it's not about what the flesh wants. It's about what God wants. It's not about me being scared anymore that when I talk to you guys on here, I know I'm doing something good for God, but I also know that I'm like I'm getting the devil really angry. And I know that he wants to like if he could he he would choke me with his bare hands, you know what I'm saying? But it's not us. It's not about us anymore. It's not about us like what I do, I do not want to do. Because that those, those are words of condemnation. You know what I'm saying? When they said in the in, in the verse eight, or it said in chapter eight, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who are in Christ Jesus. So it says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. So because of that, because of that crucifixion, because of him getting beat, whipped, and like basically humiliated and spit on and spat and slapped and kicked and all these things he went through all that <clears throat> he went through all that for us to be free from condemnation he went through all that from us for us to no longer not do what we want to do you know what i mean it's only through god that we get strength it's only through god that he heals us and like it's 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 an everyday Every day is a fight. And I always say it. God will always say it through me. Every day is a fight. And I say it because I go through it. You know what I'm saying? I say it because it's not about having a catchphrase or anything like that. But I, I say it because I believe in it. That every day for the rest of your life, every day you wake up and you choose the decision to follow Jesus Christ. Every day you wake up and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior, it's a fight. Because if you want something, you got to fight for it. If you love somebody, you got to fight for it. If we're keeping God number one, we got to fight for it. It's easier to get to it than it is to maintain it. You feel me? It's easier for us to, to say, yeah, God, yeah, Jesus, you're, you're my Lord and Savior. And God is our Father, and he, he, he gives me life every day. But then it's harder to say that the next day in front of your friends. Or it's harder to say that the next day when you have temptation and sin right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to be a man and a woman in the world that we live in today. Because it may have not been easier before, but it is a little harder now. There's sin everywhere. There's provocative things everywhere. There's this and that everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And it taints our mind without us even knowing it. And if we can't catch ourselves in it, then of course it's just going to contaminate us forever. We're going to carry that contamination forever. And it's not going to hit us right away, but it's going to hit us when we start serving God. We're going to think about things that we saw when we were 10 years old. Or we're going to... Think about people that we've seen when we're 15 and we're 22, we're 25, we're 28, we're 30, we're 40, we're 50, we're 60 now. You know what I'm saying? 
But it's only through Christ that we get to like wipe our slate clean. It's only through Christ, Christ that we get a new life. Once we get baptized in that Holy Spirit, it's not about like getting baptized in water or anything, but it's about accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and accepting that God is our Father and accepting that if we stay true to them and stay true to, to the good news, if we stay true to what God has for us, then we can get baptized in the Holy Spirit. We can receive the Holy Spirit from Jesus. We can receive the Holy Spirit from God. And see, because we love God so much, because we try so hard to do right, it, there's always another enemy trying to bring us down. There's always going to be somebody who doesn't want us to do good. There's going to be somebody who wants to still kill and destroy your life, your marriage, your your job, your faith. That's all that the devil wants to do. And every single day that we live and breathe, every single day that we have an opportunity to change ourselves or change those around us is when we're going to get struck the most. You want to know why? Because through Christ, we have something different about us, right? It's about our light being on, right? Somebody sees our light on and they're going to be attracted to us. And it's going to be a good attraction or it's going to be a bad one. Somebody could be attracted to you and want to provoke you. Or somebody can be attracted to you and want to hear what you have to say. But only if we open our eyes and see what the world is with clear vision, with God's vision, right? Only if we have that Holy Spirit to open up what's coming at us is how we get through those trials and tribulations. Every thought that we have has to be of God. And if it's not, then we got to figure out what's making us wrong. And that's when you got to cry out to God. God, please help me. Whatever is going on with me, whatever I'm doing wrong, whatever I'm holding on to, whatever I can't let go, whatever I'm overthinking, whatever I'm not thinking of, I pray, God, that you would just change it. In the name of Jesus, just heal me, Father. Don't allow me to be a wretched man any longer. Don't allow me to be a wretched woman any longer. Father God, for I am a sinner, but I want to be a servant. Right? That's how we have to be. We have to be, we have to be, we have to leave being a sinner to become a servant. We have to realize that everything that we went through beforehand, we can't change. But what we can change is how we're going to walk now. How we're going to step forward every day. Whether we're going to step to the left or the right. Whether we're going to step forward or backward. You know what I mean? It's easier to be like everybody else. It's easier to be with a hundred different people all at once. It's easier to think about a hundred different things all at once that are bad for you. It's easier to smoke, drink, and it's easier to... You know, do things and it's easier to just be selfish. It's easier to be greedy. It's easier to get mad at people. It's easier to do all those things. It's not just about like sexual things. It's not just about drinking and smoking. It's not just about, you know, anything. It's just about sin. And being impatient is a sin. Being greedy is a sin. Not showing hospitality is a sin. Not showing love is a sin. Whether you like somebody or hate them, you got to show them some love. Because that's what God has called us to do. God has called us to love his people. And everybody is his people. Whether we want to or not. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we forget how to love. You know, I'm going through this 
this thing with myself right now where I, I gotta figure out how to love again because the way that I thought love was is not how love is at all you know what I mean I can't say that I love my wife if I'm not showing her that I love her. I can't say that I love my kids if I'm not being patient. I can't say that I love my wife if I'm not being kind. I can't say that I love my my family if I treat them, you know, disrespectful, if I treat them bad. And that's just the reality of it. Sometimes we may not even know what we're doing is wrong, you know. Sometimes I... I I'm yelling at my son because I need him to listen to me, but he's just a baby. He don't even understand yet. He's he's about to be two years old. You know, May 30th is his birthday. He's going to be two years old. And I know he I know what he understands and I know what he doesn't. And sometimes I just expect too much out of him because that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? I expect a lot out of him because of how smart he is. I expect a lot out of him because of, you know, just his his mind is just way way smarter than anybody else's any other kid that i've ever met that at that age he's a smart kid you know what i'm saying he tries to talk he's been trying to talk for like six months to a year and he's been walking since he's like was eight months the kid is uh, he's a genius he's more than intelligent so when i talk talk to him i expect him to know these things but because i'm not being patient with him because i'm not understanding that he's just still a baby i'm not loving him the way i should right or if I'm, you know, I'm whipping it up, I'm cooking in the kitchen, and my wife gets home, and she wants me to hug her and kiss her and love on her, but I'm too focused on what I'm doing that I just forget about it. It's like, how am I showing her that I love her? How am I showing her that I appreciate her? How am I showing her that I care about her? You know what I mean? Because love is patient, love is kind, love is gentle. It does not, it does not envy, it does not boast, and it is not proud, Right? See, I, I got to work on love because I what I used to think love was isn't what it is at all. Love isn't sex. Love isn't saying I love you. Love isn't, you know, washing the dishes or whatever. Love isn't just, you know, being with somebody just to be with somebody. Or love isn't just being nice to somebody just to be nice to somebody. Love is loving somebody so much that you want to be nice to them love is loving somebody so much that you're willing to be patient with them if my wife snaps at me i have to be loving and patient with her to not snap back right i have to be loving and kind to her if she snaps at me i gotta tell her i love her if somebody snaps at me in the drive-thru i gotta be kind enough and and i gotta love them enough to not snap back right because it's easier to just snap back and tell them like, yo, don't talk to me like that, bro. Like, you don't know who I am. You know what I'm saying? But in the reality is I'm nobody. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know who I am. Because I'm lost and I'm a wretched man. But no longer do I want to be a sinner. I want to be a servant. That's what it's about. It's about being a servant for Christ. It's about releasing whatever we used to, whatever facade, whatever um, macho man you know feeling that we had to ourselves it's about releasing all those things and becoming a, a, a true man or a true woman and being a mature adult right within christ because just because you got your bills all paid and just because you got a nice car and just because you got this and that doesn't mean you're an adult what makes you an adult is somebody who can carry their faith and you know do all those things but go through the spiritual battle every day and win and you're not going to win every time. You're not going to win 24-7. But the more that we allow Christ into our life, the more that it's going to get harder, but it's going to get easier too. You know what I mean? It's very important for us to forget who we used to be. 
it's very important for us to not remember the things that we used to want or have regrets in life. Because if we do, then we're going to carry those things with us wherever we go. And if you're going to be regretful about your old work or your old life, how are you going to be able to take your new life with Christ? If you're still trying to hold on to who you used to be, or if you're still trying to figure out what you want to do, or who you want to be with, or if you're still trying to figure out what's important in life, when you know that the only important thing in life is Jesus Christ and God the Father, right? And the Holy Spirit. We got to have our Holy Spirit with us every day. We got to be able to carry our cross and pick it up every day. It says in the Bible we have to pick up our cross and carry it every day. We forget that who we used to be, we can't carry it anymore. And we try to hold on to it. Because we think that's our personality, right? We think that's who we are. You know what I'm saying? If I'm up in Tupac or Bone Thugs and I'm like, yo, this is me. It's not. It's not. Then I'd be putting on another facade, right? If I walk with my chest out or I walk with pride in my heart or deceit or if I be if I tell myself, yo, I I could still go out and I could slang some tree again or I could go out and I could still do this. But that's not who I am. You go around family members or you go around friends and it switches up. You know what I mean? If I go hang out with my homies and I'm just like, yo, what's good? And then I start talking like I used to talk and I start cussing or I start, you know, walking with my swag walk or, you know, I start doing these things. Have I really let myself go? And that's what you have to ask yourself. Have you really let yourself go? There was a song that I heard before. And it goes, my life is not my own. To you I belong I give myself I give myself I give myself to you Right? So I just thought about it right now too It's like My life is not my own Because this body that I live in Isn't for my It isn't for my satisfaction It isn't for my Like how can I say? It's not for my 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 glory, right? Or like my my happiness. You know what I'm saying? Like I love my I love myself because the Lord tells me to love myself, but I'm not proud, and I'm not I'm not trying to take pride in who I am or how I look, only for God, right? Because I want to be as humble as possible, and I I don't know how to be that way. I don't know how to be humble because I was a very arrogant person. I was very arrogant and ignorant, and that was just me. I was arrogant and ignorant to the world. I was arrogant and ignorant to people older than me. I thought I knew it all. I thought I had it all, and I thought I was everything that was to be in life. You know what I'm saying? But you get hit with the reality check, right? When uh, you open your eyes, right? When you when you smell the coffee, <laughs> when you smell the coffee in the morning, it's like you don't know it all. You ain't all that, you know, sit down, you know. I got a lot of imperfections, and I used to hide my imperfections with my arrogance and my ignorance, right? And uh, 
Some people call it confidence, but it's not confidence, it's arrogance. Because if you're confident, somebody who's confident is humble, right? If you're confident in who you are, then you're humble about it. And you don't boast about it, and you're not flexing about it, that's for sure. You're not acting like you got it all figured out. You're trying to figure it out, and then people will let you know that you have it all. But in order for you to have it all, you got to remember that you don't have it all. Because the only one that has it all is God. You know what I'm saying? So we'll never have it all. We'll never be like God could have flexed on us. Like Jesus Christ could have flexed on us. You know what I'm saying? Because he was blameless. He didn't sin. He preached the word of God. He did miracles. He casted out demons. He healed the blind. He healed the sick. He healed the paralyzed. He raised the dead. He did all these things to flex on us. And he did it. So who are we to flex who we are now? Who are we to flex the car that we got? Who are we to flex the the feria that we got in our bank account or or the cheddar that we got it in our water our wallet? You know what I'm saying? Like who are we to, to flex all those things? And uh, that's why it's like like social media could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing, right? And if you're trying to flex. That's when it kind of turns into a bad thing. And like flexing sometimes can bring other people down. And that's like the complete opposite of what we should be doing. But you cannot be trying to flex. You could just really be excited about having a new car. And you just want to post it. And you're just like, thank you God for blessing me with this. And that's something that's good. You know, that's like a, that's like a praise report. Like a praise report. Thank you, Jesus. Like he hooked me up with this new car. I got this new job where... Like, I'm taking this selfie because God says I'm beautiful. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. But that's what, that's what we got to remember is, like, there's a difference between, like, a praise report and, like, a quick flex on the gram or a quick flex in front of people, right? Because the confidence that we have has to come from God. Because if it's confidence within ourselves, then it, be turn, it turns into, like, arrogance and ignorance. You know what I mean? And maybe, you know, maybe you you guys got it, and I don't, but I'm a wretched man, and uh, I don't want to be a sinner, I want to be a servant, so I take kind of like everything literal, like, like, I don't know, I just, sometimes I want to cry, for real, for real, like, how real life is. And there's so many people who don't know how real it is. You know what I mean? There's so many people who don't even think two seconds that they couldn't wake up tomorrow. They know for a fact they're going to wake up tomorrow, right? And they do. But they don't know that's because of God. They don't know that the only reason that we wake up every day, the only reason that we breathe and walk, the only reason that we have life is because God, right? And um, sometimes it just hurts. It hurts knowing that you love people and something they just might not even, they might just not even wake up. And then they're going to be gone. And I don't know where they're going to go. Just like I don't know where I'm going to go. And that's the thing that sucks. Is if they don't show it, then you just don't know, right? But if they show it, then you kind of have a little faith that they're going to go into heaven. But 
I remember this preacher one time said, who's the biggest sinner that you know? And I was like, hmm, who's the biggest sinner that I know? And I'm not gonna lie, I, had, I think I had some people come into mind, or I just I didn't I didn't I don't know I don't really remember, but then I remember him saying, if you didn't say yourself, then you're in a lot you're you're in deeper than you think you are, right? And it's like that's true because you don't know. He said it, it, you don't know what everybody's day to day looks like. You don't know what everybody struggles with, and you don't know who overcomes or doesn't. You know what I mean? You don't know who's close to God and who isn't close to God. You don't know who's who's saved truly and who isn't. So the biggest sinner that you know is yourself. And it's true. Right? We don't know who the biggest sinner is. Just like we don't know who the richest person in the world is. Oh wait. Excuse me. So we know who the biggest sinner is. The, the biggest sinner we know is us. Right? And it's hard to, like sometimes, you may be like, nah, I know I know some people who are sinning, sinning more than me. But then isn't that you kind of like casting judgment? You know what I mean? We're in a lot deeper than we think we are. Just like the world is a lot, is a lot different than we think it is. It's not as easy as waking up every day and, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm a millionaire, so you know, like it's just not that easy. Even if you were, it says in the Bible, it says it's hard for the rich man to get into heaven than somebody who's poor. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's true. It's because I feel like it's kind of true because, like, you read about a lot of rich people in the Bible, and they think that they have it all figured out, right? Because they have the money, or they think that they can have whatever they want, or they could buy their way into heaven. But they can't. I was reading about this story. This guy, he says, you know, he's like, Jesus, how do I inherit eternal life? And he says, you know the commandments. He's like, you shall not steal. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not have any. You shall not be an idolater and honor your mother and your father. And then he said, I've done all these since I was a boy. And then he said, but you lack one thing. He's like, sell all your possessions and come follow me. And it said that the man walked away with his head down in, in sadness. And Jesus said it's harder for the rich. It's e He said that it's easier for a camel to walk into the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. And it's like, dang, that's, that's kind of crazy. And you think about it, there's people who just have it all figured out. And me, I'm not wealthy. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying that to boast or to brag or... To be like, oh, boo-hoo, you know? But I'm not wealthy. But I still do my best to keep up. You know what I mean? Like, I do my best to to give. And I do my best to give to those who are in need and not ask for it in return. I was reading about this Bible. It says, how can... It says... He said, it was Jesus, he said that, I'm pretty sure, I think it was Jesus, I'm not sure, it might have been Paul the Apostle or somebody else, but it might have been Jesus too, I, I think it was Jesus, and he says that, what, what's the difference between you and a sinner, because a sinner can lend out money and expect it back, 
But you, you should lend out money, not expecting to receive anything. If somebody sins against you seven times, you should forgive them seven times. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about. It's about the mercy that he has on us. It's about showing mercy to everybody else. And not being on somebody like, yo, hey, where's my money? Or, hey, remember, I, you know, I need that money back, dog. When in reality, you don't. Or in reality, you do. Like, you might need that money. But what is worldly possessions? What is money compared to the blessings that God could have for us? So when we give or when we bless, don't expect anything from it. Don't expect gain from it. Don't expect interest on it. I used to think like if I tithe, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll t I'm tithing, so I know the Lord is going to bless me. But it's not like that. You have to give with a happy heart, right? You have to give with a loving heart and not expect anything in return. And if you get a blessing, cool. If you don't, cool. And that's what it's about. And it's hard to think about it that way sometimes. Because money. So money is three things, right? Money is the economy of what we live in. Money is the root of all evil. And money is just full of greed. And that's where we we think because of life that we need money. Therefore, that makes us greedy with money. Therefore, that's what makes money the root of all evil. Because money will bring out the worst in people. It'll bring out the evilest, like the most evil thing in people. It'll bring out murderers. It'll bring out robbers. It'll bring out slanderers. It'll bring out idolaters. It'll bring out uh, adulterers. It'll bring out the sexually immoral. It'll bring out the, you know, it'll bring the worst out in us. And that's what money is. is the root of all evil. See, if we don't live by faith, how can we live by his love? You know what I mean? So, I was reading something. The Apostle Paul said that three things you need to have. Faith, hope, and love. But love being the most important. Because... If you love, then no matter what happens in life, you'll love God and he'll get you through it. He said that you can have faith that moves mountains, but if you don't have love, then the faith means nothing. And you can speak in tongues, but if you don't have love, what you're speaking, nobody's going to understand. Let me see if I can find it. My bad for being like all over the place. You guys know how I am. I'm just I'm just tired of not being I'm tired of being a wretched man, guys. I'm tired of not living my life the way that I should. And it brings sadness to me cuz I have a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, and I have a beautiful life. And it's only through God's grace and His mercy that I have them and have those things. But I feel like I'll never be able to not be a wretched man because of how I think, how I talk, or how I, you know, 
how I am. And I work on them every day and it just feels like feels like it gets better but then it feels like it gets worse like I feel like a kid like I just have to restart my whole life like that's what I want to do so bad but I can't I wish I could just fix everything go back and love God from day one and never drift away from him but then I wouldn't have my wife I wouldn't have my kids I wouldn't have my life right I wouldn't have any of those things I even think like, you know, how life would turn out if I did something different. And that's wrong. Like, why would I want to do that? Why would I want to change what I have now? Because you think about it like, you, you, you have regret, right? Well, if you regret doing that one thing, it could completely change your whole life going forward after that. And it brings like sadness in my heart. And it really makes me want to cry. Anyway, so right here it says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps, no, it keeps no record of wrongs, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, right? This is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through, just reading, I would just read 1 Corinthians 13 all the way. It says, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is what in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we only see a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. And I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And then let's jump up. If I speak in, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am, only resounding, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. So if we do all these things and we don't have love in our hearts, then we'll, we'll be like running in a circle. You know what I mean? What's the point of running in a circle? I feel like you only run in a circle for like athletic events. Which is funny, because I also read something... This is to work out like if you are being a runner, right? And you're running to the finish line to get something. But all of us can, like, we can all be winners. We can all finish and be winners. We have to train like athletes. We have to train like just people who are, like, we have to train our bodies and our minds to fulfill, like, that athletic readiness if that makes sense you know what i mean see we can have everything but if we don't have love we'll never fully grasp what everything is you know what i mean because we can say faith we can say hope we can say belief 
We could say we can prof like it says we can prophecy. We can speak in tongues. We could give to the poor. We can do everything. But if we don't do it with love, it means nothing. If I don't, you know, like it says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. So if I, if I say that I love my wife, or I say that I love my kids, but I'm impatient with them, do I love them really? Or if I say, like, I can do this, I could do this for them, right? Like, if I could cook dinner for them, but if I'm not doing it out of love, it's not going to taste good. If I say that I love my wife, so I'm going to clean, I clean, but I don't do it out of love, it still kind of looks dirty. It's kind of like doing stuff, but being lazy, right? If we don't have love in our heart for what we're doing, or what we're going to do, or how we treat somebody, then it kind of shows them like laziness. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes us look lazy. It makes us look like it makes us look unable in, in, to do the, the easy things. And the easy things are easy. <laughs> like, easy things are being patient. Love is kind. Don't envy. Don't boast. Don't be proud. Don't dishonor others. Don't make love about yourself. And that means just, that just means like, it means like don't have your best interest in it. Like, mm, like an example would be like, if I'm with my wife, like, if I don't want to be with my wife, but I'm with her because I want our kids to turn out good, like, that's kind of like self-seeking love, you know what I mean? And like, that's also dishonoring her, and like, it's just like looking out for your best interest and not someone else's. Or like looking out for your best interests and not taking into consideration anyone around you. Like I love smoking weed, but I don't really care if anybody else sees it. You know, something like that. That's what self-seeking love is. But we're supposed to love. And there's many ways to love. And there's many ways to not love. But we just gotta... I know everything's kind of just like all over the place and like we've been jumping around talking about different things but who says like we have to talk about one thing you know what I mean who says that something has to be like like we have to stick to a subject right because in reality we're just like we're, we're hanging out we're talking about God and we're trying to figure out how we can become better for him not for ourselves. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, we don't live our lives for us, but we live our lives for Him. And we don't live our lives to glorify ourselves, but we live our lives to glorify Him. See, every day, we're picking up our cross. Every day, we're trying to get better. And we can do it as long as He's our center, as long as He's our strength. And um, we can get through it, guys. All right. Um, 
I don't really know what else to talk about. But yeah. Like I said, I gotta get my mic cord. So we might be doing some podcasts like this for a while. Just keep me and my fam keep my family and I in prayer. We're trying to move out. And yeah. Gotta save money. Gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta stay faithful, number one, and believe that God will open up the door, because he always does. And then my little boy's going to turn two, May 30th, so that's exciting news. So just thank you guys, man. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast and sharing it or doing whatever you do. I give all glory to God always, and I always keep him the center of everything, and it's time for me to get back doing this and staying on track, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't have any excuses. I already already paid my membership for everything. Like, all I got to do is just bust them out, you know? So, like I tell you guys all the time, man, it's consistency. And it's not me telling you, but it's God telling you guys, like, we got to stay consistent in Christ. And we got to remember that consistency is what gets us to heaven, you know, staying consistent in our faith, staying consistent in prayer, staying consistent in our word, staying consistent fasting, stay consistent, you know, trying to like grow and expand your knowledge on God and trying to grow and expand others' knowledge and stay consistent in sharing the word, stay consistent in being the light for the dark world, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, no matter how much we try and no matter what we do we're all going to be based off of what we did here on earth you know god's going to see all the right that we did and all the wrong and you know for our our names written in the lamb's book of life boom right there right to the gates and be like all right go ahead you're going to have room 1653 and then here's your key and if you lose it just come ask for another one you know what i'm saying like it's going to be a magical, not even magical, it's going to be a heavenly, beautiful thing. Like, it ain't magic, it's real, you know what I mean? So, just remember that our lives are not our own. Because to Him we belong. To Him we serve. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. God our Father sent Him for us. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit lives through us. Carry that with you guys. Stay consistent and you'll be alright. I know y'all are tired of me. I ain't tired of you. But you know how it goes. Peace.